I have no clue how it got started, but many people, including some ministers, seem to think that ministers are not supposed to pay federal taxes on their income. Though this may be true for a very specific and small segment of the ministerial population, it is not true for most ministers. In today's episode, we are going to address this topic and see just who is and is not required to pay federal income taxes. Let's do this. Hello, my name is Michelle Brown, and I love all things business, church finances, and books. In this podcast, we're going to learn the ins and outs of church finances, minister taxes, and how to run a church finance office while keeping Jesus at the center of everything you do. So grab your notebook and print, my friend, and let's get ready to learn something cool today. Hello, friend, and welcome to episode 59 of the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. As you know, I believe that note takers are history makers, and there is always something you can take notes on. So let's get started. First, here is today's quote by Mr. Albert Einstein. He says, the hardest thing in the world to understand is the income tax. (laughs) Well, friends, he wasn't lying. In today's episode, we're going to touch on just what federal taxes churches need to be aware of to ensure that there are no surprises for our ministers when they file their annual returns and also to help avoid those unwanted nasty IRS letters that churches sometimes receive. No matter how many try, and trust me, many have tried, the U.S. court system has rejected every single claim by individuals claiming that as ministers, they should not have to pay income taxes. One such person even went so far as to say that his study of the Bible led him to the conclusion that he was a one-man church, and therefore he simply stopped filing tax returns. (laughs) That's just too funny, people. Okay, so please don't let your ministers try that because it is not going to work. Qualified ministers are exempt from federal income tax withholding, but not income taxes themselves. What this means is that they are not required to have federal withholding from their paychecks like regular employees do because qualified ministers are considered self-employed for income tax purposes. Just in case you're new to church finances or this podcast and haven't heard this yet, a qualified minister for federal income tax purposes is someone that is licensed, ordained, or commissioned and who is actively serving in the work of ministry. They can choose voluntary withholding with respect to their ministerial income or they have to make estimated tax payments to pay their federal income and self-employment taxes. Just like anybody else, ministers are subject to substantial penalties for not filing tax returns if they are required to file. In the case of ministers, they are required to file a return if they earn $400 or more in ministerial income in a calendar year. They can also incur substantial penalties for reporting inaccurate information on their tax return which is why hiring a qualified tax professional who understands the unique nuances of ministerial taxes is so important, especially housing allowance. That is one of the main ways that I get so many client tax prep clients is because their old preparers just don't understand the housing allowance. To prevent the minister and the church from receiving that dreaded IRS notice, We're going to go over the federal payroll tax obligations that churches have and how they apply to ministers and regular employees as well. To begin, 
please make sure that your church has applied for their FEIN. This is the Federal Employer Identification Number. This number is required for every business, including churches. You need this number to open a bank account and register for basically anything you would ever need on an official basis. If you're a new church plant or are looking to start a church, this is the very first federal account number you will need to obtain, and you can easily get yours by filing Form SS-4 online. Okay? You can also file this by mail or by fax, but many times you can get your number instantly when you apply on the IRS's website, so I always recommend going that way. I'm all for fast and easy. Next, if you're going to have employees, you will need to get your EFTPS login information. That stands for the Electronic Federal Tax Payment System. It's how and where you make your required payments for federal withholding and FICA tax remittances. All right. This is not obtained instantly, though, and it will likely take you a couple weeks to get your PIN number so you can start using the system. So don't wait on this one. Go ahead and apply even before you run your first payroll or before you even get your first employee. All right. You're just going to go to EFTPS, type that in Google, and it's going to pull it right up. It's easy peasy. There are generally only three federal payroll taxes that churches remit on a regular basis, okay? As with everything, there's always exceptions because you have big mega churches who have, you know, bigger salaries. They've got this, they've got this. There's different state laws. But in general, these are the three payroll taxes that your church will owe to the federal government, all right? So first of all is your federal income tax. This tax applies to virtually all non-minister employees. You determine the amount to withhold from the employee's paycheck by having them fill out Form W-4. This is also the form that your qualified ministers can fill out for voluntary withholding to help pay their federal income and self-employment taxes. The next tax is the Medicare tax. This tax applies to all non-minister employees. This is a set amount of 1.45% of the employee's gross earnings. The church does have to match this amount as a company match each quarter. And in some cases, high earning individuals may also be subject to what they call the additional Medicare tax at a, a 0.09% in addition to the regular 1.45%. The wage amount for 2024 for that tax is 200000 So unless you're paying your ministers, uh, 200K or more, you're not going to have to worry about this, okay? Um, or your, not your ministers, but, you know, maybe your, your administrator of the church. So, anyways, unless they're making 200K, don't worry about it. Your regular employees just to do the 1.45%. And then you have your Social Security tax, all right? This tax also applies to all non-minister employees. This is a set amount as well, and the amount is 6.2% of the employee's gross earnings. The church, again, is required to match this amount and remit quarterly. But this tax has a wage limit, and for 2024, that limit is 168600 what that means is that the tax is only calculated on the first $168,600, and that's it. There's no additional Social Security tax like there is for Medicare. And then churches are not subject to federal unemployment taxes, so you need to make sure that if you're running uh, payroll 
software yourself, there's usually a box in your payroll system in the setup and you need to uncheck that box for federal unemployment taxes and I'll just throw in for most uh, states, you're also not going to be subject to state unemployment taxes and you need to uncheck that box. So to make sure that the taxes on that are not calculated because your church doesn't need to remit those taxes. So these are the basics of church payroll taxes as it relates to the federal government. There are other nuances and special circumstances that can come into play, but the previously mentioned items are the most common for the majority of churches. All right. So non-ministerial employees, federal income tax, Medicare tax, Social Security tax, qualified ministers, they can do voluntary, excuse me, voluntary federal withholding, but you do not withhold Medicare and Social Security taxes. They're responsible and they have to pay their own self-employment taxes on that way. And that's going to wrap up another episode. I pray that the information provided helps you to get a good grasp of the fundamentals of church payroll taxes to ensure that you and your ministers are on good grounds with the IRS when it comes to payroll tax compliance. So until next time, my friend, let's all strive to make an impact and not just an income. And remember to take care and always look your best, do your best, and be your best. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If this podcast inspired you or helped you in any way, please do me a couple of favors. Number one, leave me an awesome review on Apple Podcasts as that helps me more than you know. And number two, share this with a friend so they can be encouraged as well. And until next week, remember to serve him with excellence and represent him in all you do. Bye-bye.